coming to you from River Falls, Wisconsin. This is Phomology. I am one of the hosts of the show, Johnny G. Today I'm joined by... Tyler. Nick Weninger in the Average Man Review. Andy Tiedemann. Megan Hampson. And on today's show, we're going to be reviewing The Little Prince, Suicide Squad, and Batman the Killing Joke. Top five is top five villains. We're going to do some housekeeping, since I'm expecting a lot of new listeners with the Suicide Squad review. Just going over our rating system again really quick. You have See It. It's worth your money. You should go out to the theater and spend the $10 or so to see it. Rent It is you should just pay like a buck fifty, get it from the red box, or rent it on demand, Wait. how much ever that is now. Skip It is self-explanatory. Skip it. You don't want to see it whatsoever. Let It Burn is this movie should never have existed, and we're putting the movie and the director in purgatory. So, that's our rating system. Uh, once again, we still have our Star Trek Beyond uh, giveaway going on. It's on the website, filmologyshow.com. Just go to giveaways. You'll see the Star Trek Beyond uh, giveaway link there. Just click that. It'll go over everything that's going on. And I also have a su- suicide, I can't talk. suicide Squad giveaway, which is just a comic. But if you go to the site, you'll... Which comic? Uh, the new one that just came out on Wednesday, the Rebirth Suicide Squad. If you'd like to, I could add a poster to that as well. Can you give a poster away? Yeah. I right. think I'm going to put it up. <laughs> You'll get uh, a, 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 a comic, I can't talk, and a poster. So, uh, it's, the, it's the smiley face one, right? The, yeah, yeah, the giant green smiley face with the character. Alright, um, anyone else have any housekeeping? No, no, no. I don't think it's so. Let's get in yet. All right, so we're gonna play the trailer here for the Little Prince, and we'll be back Woo! at the other end of that. You're gonna be a Worth Academy graduate because I've designed a plan. Your life plan. The hour of the day, the day of the week, the week of the month, the month of the year, the year of your life. We're not leaving anything to chance. Oh, here I am, up here. You are going to make a wonderful grown-up. Thank you, Mom. I just wanted to give your drawing back. You didn't like it? No, I did. Once upon a time, there was a little prince who lived on a planet that was scarcely bigger than himself. (gasps) I thought I'd never find anyone who wanted to hear my story. If you please draw me a sheep. What's a kid doing there in the desert? There was no mention of life on any other planets. An asteroid. Asteroid B. A little girl lives in a very grown-up world with her mother, who tries to prepare her for it. Her neighbor, the aviator, introduces the girl to an extraordinary world where anything is possible. The world of the little prince. This movie was supposed to come up from uh, Paramount. I think actually still did. I think the Paramount logo was still at the beginning, was it? I don't think so. Did I just imagine that? I imagined that. No, no, it was. I remember the stars coming in, but there were like a lot of other studios on there, so... The only one I remember is um, Studio Orange, or Orange Studio. It was the very first one. Well, this was actually widely released in Europe, because that's where the original story comes from, from the French... Yep. Yeah, Paramount had the distribution rights here for the United States, and a week before the movie was supposed to come out in March, they decided to drop it. Which, for me, I thought the movie would be horrible. Because a studio drops the movie a week before it's supposed to come out, after it's put marketing money into it. 
normally not a good sign. So Netflix picked it up. I'm like, oh, well, take a look. I read the book back in fifth grade. Don't remember much about it. But all in all, I thought it was a really good movie. I, I loved I, it. I, I loved uh, the two different animation styles. I wouldn't have done it any other way. Maybe, I mean... No, I would have done it any, any other way. This movie only film fun. Well, way. this movie can only be told, I think, it, well, for the purposes of this story, in animation. I don't think it would work well in live action form. No, it wouldn't. I, I will say I was a little let down by the 3D animation. It definitely did not feel. I know we shouldn't expect Disney quality. I was thinking it's not even getting a theater release. But it definitely like with better with better 3D animation, this could have been. A, s- a spectacular movie that would have definitely deserved its. It still was release. a spectacular movie. It, 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 it was, was. <laughs> but for me, the, the, the nut job that came out like two I didn't years see ago. The nut job, so I, yes, I, yeah, I did, and like this animation still a lot better than. No, this, this animation it's it's just good though. Like if I if I if I saw this movie with better 3D animation, I don't think I'd be able to find many issues with this film at all. I, I wish I would have seen the movie actually in 3D though. This is one of those movies I thought would have been really cool in 3D, and when it was supposed to come out in theaters, it was supposed. To to be a 3D movie, so that, that's my only like downside for this movie. Okay. Well, sure. See it on a big screen with people. Instead <laughs> <laughs> of by yourself in a room on your television. I think everyone should see it. Yes, it's um, on Netflix. It's amazing. So go, go watch. I loved every minute of it. Does anyone have problems with the, the movie at all? No. 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 No, just the 3D animation is. Tyler, you're being too overly. No, the animation was perfect. The animation occasionally was a little bland. I think we're yeah, but that was the point, especially towards the end. Yes, bland was the point. Bland is not necessarily bland was the point of some of the art choices, but the animation itself was not as effective. You're talking about the character designs, right? Character designs were probably the biggest part, but some of the environments it was like. That could, that could have easily been like a CGI prepackaged click and drop mailbox instead of someone actually putting effort into creating a very interesting CGI. They got you know, the C team, object. is what you're trying to. I, was, I would say it's the B team, definitely not the A team, but probably the B team. Can you at least say the stop animal animation parts were fantastic? Oh no, th- that was fantastic, and that made the 3D animation a little bit worse for me in hindsight. Because once that came on, I was really impressed by that, and then it would go back. And until the latter half of the movie, that was when the 3D animation really seemed to actually take off. Whereas at the beginning, it was a little bit, I don't know, a little shoddy. Not a lot, not a lot. Don't don't attack me. <laughs> I think the animation is just perfect. Um, for one, I felt perfect. I did. Um, for two reasons, standing by itself, I felt the animation was just fine, and I loved the the difference in the animation between what was happening in the story and then the Little Prince world, um, that story. Um, so I really enjoyed the difference between those two. And then also in the book, the author, he does all of the animations or the, the drawings in the story. So for me, because the animations may not have been you know up to like a Zootopia level, however, for this story, it works phenomenally because... The author and the um, the aviator, he isn't supposed to be an artist. He's supposed to be, you know, just an average person. Then he's an average. But person. that doesn't come into the real world aspect. Sure, of it. It, sure, no, it you can. can't. I use, felt it worked. You can't with the story use the well. author that gave the inspiration for it as the reason for the CGI not being. Why great. not? Because it doesn't make any sense. There's definitely sure not a connection. Does. Okay, what's the difference between you guys jumping down my throat about not liking Bones McCoy because that's the character? 
but the animation fit with the movie. No, some of the choices like because you with the wrong. animation, <laughs> and so is Tyler. <laughs> You're wrong. That's no. true. <laughs> no, no, like the choice, the, the character models a little lazy, and overall, you know, you can look at just things, just general things. The like, characters like, looked great. No, this is not. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to go in the middle of you two. I think they could have been better, but they served for the story. They, they I, served I did not the purpose. Me. They had a great story, and that was that is what counts. But I was saying this movie would literally be perfect if the animation on the 3D side had been a what? little bit better. Yeah, but for me personally, what what's perfect in your opinion? Perfect for me is if I can't if when I watch movie if I can't find any issues and I appreciate what they're doing with the story, that's when I can. Choose but for to animation, the label of perfect. Pixar. You know, I well, yeah, Pixar is essentially the quintessential animation. Okay, and I wasn't expecting Pixar because I knew that this was a Netflix release. But then why are you complaining but, about it? No, <laughs> what I'm saying is the animation itself really felt like an early 2000s, not as bad oh, as like Bugs no Life. Way. Way. It no. no, it did. When's no. the last time you watched something from the early 2000s like a Bugs Life? I'll watch the human characters. I watched Bugs Life recently. In tw- the first Toy Story, and you'll just be like, this well, that's is- 90s. I said early 2000s. This is like 2000. Go watch yeah. season one of the Clone Wars. I'm not going to watch the Clone things. Wars as a point of reference. But actually, it's a good point of reference. It's the same animation like, style. Yeah, it's a TV show versus it's, a movie. Yeah, but a movie with a low budget. George Lucas is a show that has a budget. I, as I feel, it's not like... Their budgets actually probably were very similar. Because of the... Yeah, it's the actually a really good comparison. Companies coming from when, when you do a TV show, you essentially pick what you want to do for an art style, and you don't technically have to be that great at it as long as you stay consistent throughout. And you Why can is it different it, for the movie? Can, because a movie is a very concentrated message. It's a very concentrated, short delivery, and that's really when you want to put as much as you can into the quality of things like the animation. I know you guys are going to show I, I agree with him on that, but I'm just... Like, I, it's still I, I, a great I, movie, but that is my one qualm with it, is that from the outset, I was like, this animation is a little disappointing. And then it hit the, the stop motion, I was like, this is impressive, and when it started to do more towards the end, then I was like, this animation is working now, but it was not at the start of the movie. For me. Because it builds to it. Doesn't, I don't think it's an intentional it build. It builds to I, it, Tyler. Um, um, the, li- the Little Prince is much more than just how was the animation. The Little Prince is one of the most widely read books globally. Um, under religious books and the dictionary, I believe this is in the top five uh, most widely read books. I said in my review, it's been translated over 250 times in different languages. So this story is widely loved. So The Little Prince is much more than just how much what how or how good was the I am animation? not that was gosh I'm just saying that that was my small issue okay. that I did not if, say if that's that your smallest issue then yes. this movie is fantastic because the animation was fine was it the best we've ever seen okay no I'm gonna give you that it wasn't the best we've ever seen but it was good animation it was just fine there the story is the you concede it was good Good oh, does not I, mean great. If I tell you that their Good. budget was Fine. only $77 million compared to what we watched them spend on Disney movies, where obviously you're going to get the better animation for Disney Pixar because you have the higher budget to spend, can you justify the animation for $77 no, million? I, I can justify it, but the fact that we have such good stop-motion animation set against the but 3D animation... Stop-motion is, is cheaper really, than 3D animation. Yes, but it looks a lot better. And so that made me kind of wish, oh, wonder what if they, did, if they did this in 2D. That would have been also very good, I think. I, oh, it would, I don't know if it would have worked as well in 2D, though. 
going from 2D to, st- to like the stop motion. I think it would have done just 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 as well. I like the com- the like almost the total split between the two. It was wonderful. I was thinking like an Ernest and Celeste type of animation. If anyone's seen that, I, I know of it, but I have not seen that. Oh, I'm the only one then. So yeah, I will withdraw that. <laughs> yeah, Wait, Tyler, shut up. But no, gr- great story. I one thing I enjoyed is that it is not one of those super literal kids movies. Sometimes when you see a kids movie, no matter how good the animation is, it can get t- kind of tiring if you know exactly what's going to happen and it's explained to you. So well, the little that there's prince no room for... is a kid's story written for adults. Yes, not my quote, a quote from the author about the book. Yeah, you better cite that source. <laughs> did just did. Tyler. Where's your bibliography? <laughs> uh, MLA format, Nick. <laughs> I, I do have a question for you, Nick. Since you've probably read the book the most recently out of everybody, read it three times. Wasn't three times. Wasn't the book a lot darker? At least the, for the ending, a bit darker, if I remember. Like, doesn't the a little bit? It's more kind of a kind of abrupt sad ending almost so the like, movie uh, had to add a lot of you know additional it, stories it, to it it added the whole basically the whole the gr- little girl the character la- right is the whole yeah and then it also it. added the like, well i don't know if we should say we, we shouldn't spoil yeah. it, it added the ending um the when she leaves to go on a journey it added that entire Which part. I thought was fantastic. I love that part. And it fit very well with the theme and story behind The Little Prince, and it worked incredibly well. It flowed so nicely with... I felt like that could have been a part of the book to begin with. So for me, it was... Yeah, no, it, was, it just worked really well. You know, from what I remember from the book, I think that this tells a better story than what the book told, tells because I do remember the book ending so abruptly, and I was just very sad and confused as to why it ended that way, which was probably the point of the book. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like everything is set to a, a time to schedule, as Megan and I were talking about once the movie was done, and how I just wish I wasn't like that anymore, how I didn't have to have, like, 9.59, this has to be done, 10.10, this has to be done, I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going back to such a more simplistic life, and I guess kind of a negative to this movie I feel like uh, this, these themes have been explored before in sometimes better films and sometimes worse films this movie's still really fantastic and I can still highly recommend it to everybody but it's not the most original piece of work ever I never said it was no, I, know, I know I'm just but yeah so so soon, John, are you going to get a, a backyard with an airplane in it, and you're going to try to fly? I want to. That was a sick backyard. <laughs> it's a pretty cool backyard. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll just go for ratings quick uh, for I, this movie. I think everybody's to see it. Yeah, see it. Yeah. See it. We're all saying see it. See it. Okay. You uh, don't even have to pay that much to see it. You have Netflix. Yeah. Eight dollars a month. Watch lots of other things. Get your free for the month and watch your free thirty day trial. Get your free thirty day trial and watch The Little Prince, and then forget about your thirty day trial and keep Netflix forever. Yes. Yeah, that basically happened. To should, we, should we force that, people to buy popcorn and pop so that they feel like they're going to see a movie in theaters? Do they have to spend 15 bucks on each, though. The <laughs> <laughs> less of a whole year. <laughs> well, they have to throw the rest away, then. Oh, okay. They need to make it feel like a movie theater. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to a movie I think we're going to have a lot more to talk about. Uh, Suicide Squad. So here's the trailer for Suicide Squad. Don't play. Let me have you, brother. Is this just fantasy? Come on! Caught in a landslide. No escape from reality. Ah! A 
want to assemble a task force of the most dangerous people on the planet. They're bad guys. Worst of the worst. Too late. Open the gate! My Was this a cheerleading trials? Hi, boys. Deadshot. Guy shoots people. He's a crocodile. And he eats people. Burns people. You're possessed by a witch. And she's just crazy. What was that? I should kill everyone and escape? Sorry. The voices. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what they really said. This is the deal. A secret government agency recruits a group of imprisoned supervillains to execute dangerous black ops missions in exchange for clemency, Singular which mission. In inevitably leads to chaos. Singular mission, not missions. I'm just, I am reading the official line <laughs> from IMDb. I, I understand I'm it's a mission, them. but... Technically, they can have them do as many missions as they want because they <laughs> have the true. ultimate, the ultimate leverage. If, if they see the money come back, yes. I think they have. They we will talk about it. We'll talk about it at the end. I'm I, 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 not getting a China release. It's, okay, we'll no. talk about it now. I know how much money this movie has to make at least $75 million for Warner Brothers to see it be profitable. Oh, I'll do they it made on 65 on so Friday. So it made uh, $135 million in its opening, beating Guardians no, by, I think, 45000 for opening release. For like a Thursday in this month. Yeah, but know, I think it's going to drop know, off. How much should I say for? Oh, it'll drop off, but it's you already like past the opening of Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Yeah, but it needs to make seventy-five million total. Has it gotten there? No, yeah. I, 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 I meant, I meant, I meant yes. six hundred fifty million. That's okay, 65. it made, made oh, one hundred thirty-five oh. million. I was, like, so I was like, how is this no, math no, working? No, 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 right. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, and that's with the marketing. That's with the reshoots. That's with all everything. So they have to get to six hundred and fifty million. Which at this point, we're gonna just I'm gonna kind of put my uh, cards on the table. Uh, from Friday to Saturday, I had a forty one percent drop at the box office. There's only one other movie that's had that, and that was The Dark Knight Rises after the Aurora shooting. So there was very different circumstances between that and a movie that's getting very, pretty bad word of mouth. Very different quality movies too. Well, yeah, yes. Dark Knight Rises, and I I think people were already on the edge. For this one, because of Batman v Superman, no, I, I think Batman v Superman actually hurt the movie a lot. And I like, but I the, that trailer made a lot of people really happy. Like I, that, that trailer, me, you, Andy you, was so happy. For I was this movie. so excited. And you can listen good. to the last yeah. seven episodes. Go, go back and Andy listen to all of all of our previous podcasts. <sighs> Go to the news section. You can hear about all the news from the last forever. Yeah, we should archive link this to all of his news that he shared. <laughs> Look at greatest hits. <laughs> and how, and how do you feel now? Uh, I, I didn't hate it as much as you guys. I didn't hate it. I just I, I didn't like it. Okay, oh, I hated it. I didn't like it, um, but I didn't hate it. I'm neutral for the most part. I'd probably give it a f six out of ten. Okay. I mean, I was, oh, I don't know, I think, I want to say underwhelmed by all of it. Like, every time it felt like we were getting to something that could be okay, 
It just dropped off, and I was just like, well, they just it, ruined every opportunity they had there, too. I and know just he after didn't thing have after much thing to do after thing it, after thing. But it felt like Zack Snyder to me. It did. It did, very much it so. He's like, producing the movie. He has yeah, a lot to but, do with it. No, but he uh, didn't have much creative control over it, from my understanding. No, and he David Ayer put in most of the work on this one, which... It felt very Snyderish, um, And then Harley Quinn... <laughs> Snyderish. ish It's a term. It's a term. Um, and then for Harley Quinn, one of the few shining stars of the film. Her and Deadshot. Her and Deadshot. And Diablo. I thought that he was good. His character could have used a little bit more work, but he was solid. But whenever they were filming Harley Quinn, it felt very Michael Bayish. It was mm-hmm. on her butt the whole time. It was. Yep. <laughs> it just, Which I was problem with that? cool with it. Oh, I had you a huge problem. problem with that. <laughs> no. Come you should have a problem or... with it. Okay, guys, we get it. Margot Robbie... Gorgeous woman, Harley Quinn, a very you know gorgeous sexual character. However, most of her if you're focusing on it through the entire film, it's bad. That's but not good. They, they focus on it throughout most of her appearances in the comic books too. That's I mean, not true, to that, not to that extent. Not you, but you shouldn't in, do it. in her new solo run. They have been. Yeah, that solo, that that solo run is uh, showing her as a strong, independent woman. I never felt she was a strong, independent woman no, in this movie. But it hasn't gotten to that point in the comic books yet, because she's still obsessed with the Joker. Her initial appearances, think about Batman in the Animated Series, her first appearance. But she's also very, she's also very unsexualized in those That's true, but she's also a very weak character. They combined the two, and I don't mean weak as in not a good character, I mean weak as in mentally weak. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just combined the two. They didn't do a good job of combining the two. They could have. Not to me. I think, um, the, I think that Margot Robbie did a good job playing the character that they wrote for her. I don't like the character. It felt wrote. like Harley Quinn to me. I just. I agree. She was overly sexualized, but it felt like Harley Quinn. It did. I agree. I I, I know I'm in the minority on this because I know everyone else is saying how much they love her, but I she was fine. I mean, she, she was she was fine. She didn't steal the show from me. Nobody stole the show from me. Maybe Jay Courtney did because he wasn't bad in this movie. That's not I stealing the show. That's just being who, adequate. Who was that? Jay Courtney, uh, Captain, Captain Boomerang. Oh. He was one of, he's one of John's the, least favorite actors of all time right, right now. Oh. Divergent movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was terrible in those. Uh, My biggest problem with the movie is. That all of the development and plot points were dependent on Deadshot, Harley Quinn, and Diablo, and everybody else was just kind of in the back. They were they were just there. Killer Croc was terribly, terribly developed, and we could we could talk about Slipknot being poorly developed, but we really don't need to because a lot of people. He was there. That was the point of the character, I think, though. That's why they put him in there. It was, but that's just another thing of that showing. The character served his purpose. But think of how that would have been if it was some character that everyone has heard about. Think of let's say if it was the Riddler or the Joker. I came to. But the Riddler and the Joker aren't in the Suicide Squad for most of their run. DC is doing whatever they want with this universe as it is uh, for the DCEU. Just go all along with it. Make all new characters as long as they're staying true to who they are. Marvel's doing that for Civil War. That's not the same thing that happened in the Civil War comic, but I'm not upset about that. Like, I... I'm just... Yeah, but they're keeping the fundamentals of the team dynamic the same. If you add in a character like the Riddler, who is super iconic, he's going to overshadow the characters that are actually supposed to be in the Suicide Squad. The Joker wasn't overshadowing? Yeah, he was, but I think but in the scenes he was in, he was supposed to be. He was completely underwhelming, and I, dis- oh, I disliked he, him. He, like, 
Did anybody here like Jared Leto as no. the Joker? No. no. I feel like Jared Leto did a great job. Yeah. However, the character itself was terrible. Guys, I don't know if you noticed, but he's very damaged. He is. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that really I can't tell if you're making jokes of the he's tattoos. Yeah, okay. Joke, yeah. One thing that got to me earlier is when they first introduced him, all of his scenes they were cutting after a second or two. Yep. So we weren't getting Jared Leto actually performing. We were getting him saying a word and then a cut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then two words, then a cut, and it's like you can't make us want to be around a character and you know like a character that you well, don't give enough time to actually perform the character. It's possible. I think what they were going for. This was supposed they to be a failed. tease. They failed at it. But what they were going for was to create mystery and intrigue around the character. Right. <laughs> but instead, they just kind of beat you in the face for 30 seconds and then cut away from it. Are you excited yeah. to see the Joker again no. in no. a Batman movie? No, not at all. Well, I was excited. Mm-hmm. Not so much I anymore. This. I was like, there's a chance he could be good, oh but God. I was so put off by his design yeah. that I was just like, design. he's going to be bad. He's going to be... Snyder-ish. I think they can still do something good with him, though. Like, Jared Leto's... Uh, they, Jared Leto's a talent. He's I, I, talented, I hope they but he's been given crap. His character. Yeah, it's a bad... They're not gonna rework it, because... I hope they do. I know, but I don't think that they It's will, not a good character. They're, they're, they're continuing down their path of... Destruction, no. for lack of a heavy better word. Ha- it's, just, it's just heavy-handed writing. Justice League... I mean, you looked at press releases. I'm pretty sure if not, I've told you about the press release. The press who's been to the Justice League sets. This whole mo- Justice League movie is an apology for Batman v Superman, and they're gonna have to do the same thing here with Suicide Squad after right. a 41 percent job. And it didn't work. Like it didn't apologize for anything. It's yeah, a Justice League, not Suicide Squad. Justice League is. Oh, we, I got, okay. that, that trailer's already making people a lot happier. About but again, Suicide Squad's next. trailer yeah. made people happy yeah. until they saw the movie. Okay, and so right. did Batman vs. Superman. The trailers are making people happy because someone is very good at making a good trailer Zack on Snyder the DC is. team. Yeah, They're yeah, not Zack good Snyder. at making a good movie on the DC team. Like, Think back to Watchmen. Doing okay with any of this. Uh, Watchmen is an okay movie. Yeah, but it was not as good as its trailers. No, no. those trailers were. Zack Snyder's a music video director, so trailers should be his. And uh, his, his whole movies just look like music video, music video, slow motion, and then um, I'm trying to make a still frame painting here. <laughs> But it's failing. You, you basically described the what I thought I watched with Suicide Squad. No, that was so, the problem. That's what I didn't like about it. But I liked two things, and it was Deadshot and Harley Quinn. The Will names S- were Deadshot and Harley Quinn. <laughs> Will Smith was fantastic as Deadshot. Not only was his character actually fun, he but fit he the act- character. Yeah, he fit the character very well, and his character actually had some emotional depth and like a background story. But then again. They also focused most of their attention on this character. They didn't focus mm-hmm. well, other than Harley Quinn and Deadshot. You're, you're not they didn't gonna... focus any backstories. Like they told you at the beginning of the film, they're like, "Boom! This is Crocodile. Boom! This is Slipknot." It, 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 doesn't that bother you? Because that bothered me a ton. Yeah, because that's exposition for like five, five to ten minutes. And for me, I never felt that any of these guys were actually bad guys. No, because uh, as I said in my review, well, John, these... what are you talking about? They said they were bad guys. Yeah, they said they were bad guys. About 500 not, times. But they're but not showing me. Like, <laughs> like, they're not showing me a single thing that they're bad guys. They're showing me that they're modern action heroes that should be in a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> I No, I did not like See, any of the characters here. I this thought movie. there was a lot of potential with the exposi- exposition of our 
anti-hero, hero, villain, whatever you want to call them, Suicide Squad. They started with um, when they brought in the Flash for a scene, which we knew he wasn't going to be here for, for a lot. Best scene in the movie. But they oh, had the potential no. of, you know, if they really want to tease Justice League in this movie, they had the potential of having a Justice League member in a scene with a Suicide Squad they member for all of them. They could have done it with every no. one of them to have some continuity. You get one and two. You get Batman well, and Flash. Nothing they else. Had, because then you have the Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman scene but, but hold on. Superman. And that was a terrible scene. We're it, not it, talking it, about Batman v Superman. Okay, but you're gonna do it for two. If you're gonna do it for two, if you're gonna do it for two, you should do it for all eight. That's gonna ruin the flow of the movie. It was a bad flow anyway. Killer there Croc. Was no, it it would have been flow. so it easy for Killer Let me Croc. Let the page a new character. Let me flip the page and there's a new Batman. character. He's already there for the whole beginning. Yeah, but it would have given some more depth to Killer Croc. It should have just been the, the King Shark or whatever he is, who's on the Flash TV show, which fantastic there. Why? I, the thing which I can't understand is why are DC's TV show so good? The animated movie's so good. And their actual movies, they can't get like their heads together whatsoever in this because they hire Zack Snyder's and David Ayer who wants to be Zack Snyder apparently okay I honestly think that, the, that with this movie there is possibly too much studio intervention because I feel like at least with Suicide Squad they were really like we need to make this fun and we need to reshoot some things after the, the first test footage went out. And then it and, muddled the film. And they started adding in too many pop songs and rap songs. Oh, God. They, they really started to kind of mess Hold with on. the in a way where it Hold really on. Lost. I don't think they had too many songs. I think they played the songs at inappropriate times and at inappropriate sound levels. Uh, yes. If you and think about how many a- hit songs they had, though, like, that's way more... So did Guardians of the Galaxy, but Guardians of the Galaxy did it well. No. Right. No, I think if, you, if we were to count them all up, the number of different, like popular songs they used in Suicide Squad is still a lot more than Guardians of the Galaxy and th- they're used for shorter bits of time. I think the, d- the yeah, issue is the amount of time better. that they're used. Yeah. Suicide Squad uses 30 seconds song with face done. Hey guys, song with face cool. done. Go. Guardians actually managed they had more of the songs and they were integrated better and they weren't in your face. And it doesn't help that I'm hearing some songs from Guardians of the Galaxy in the Suicide Squad movie. Well, they're just popular no. songs. I mean, none of them actually. Uh, wasn't, Spirit, wasn't Spirit in the Sky? Yeah, yeah, but that's in every action movie with a helicopter. Yeah, that... <laughs> Apocalypse Now didn't have it. Yeah, but that's because <laughs> Apocalypse Now is boring. God, I hate you. <laughs> I agree, Andy. Nick, you in the corner. <laughs> Did anybody have fun at this movie, Suicide Squad? For parts of it. I had fun laughing Eva's at it. Eva's in with the my corner friends. with her hand up. I enjoyed parts of it. Were you, were you laughing at it because of like how serious the movie was, or were you laughing at it because the jokes were funny for you? There were, there I was were, laughing at how bad the movie was. Okay. There was one or two jokes I was like, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, never was anything more than a subtle chuckle. Oh, the we, guy behind me would disagree vehemently. Oh, <laughs> well, our, see, our was theater was silent. We had a lot of people having cold. fun in ours. No, there were, but it's River Falls. Yeah, we, yeah, we would there do. was a there was like a twelve year old girl like two rows up from us, and when uh, the end scene, when the thing happens with Harley Quinn, you know, the girl, this girl up front goes, "Oh, goody, yay!" The girl oh, sitting like, behind us right was there in high heel boots, fishnet leggings. 
short shorts, and red and blue pigtails. Might be. The I bet it was <laughs> that cashier. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. She didn't care. She like she like, walked out of the movie and was just like, oh. I went into well. the movie with my Suicide Squad t-shirt on. I walked out ashamed. Did you take it off as you were walking over the chair? <laughs> no. takes it off. He like throws it in the garbage. It's burns a it. Go shirt. So it's a pop punk shirt. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it forever. But I felt oh. I. I why I'm so mad Man, your about house this? Is gonna be so full of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it already is. <laughs> the reason why I'm so mad about this movie is because there was there's so much potential for a good movie. If they would have gone all out, made these villains just despicable people, and having fun. Like this movie doesn't know how to have fun, and it, it's, it's because they pandered to what people expect, and not like. Oh no. I, People weren't ha- weren't expecting the Dark Knight trilogy when it came out, but people love it now that they've seen it. And I feel like people expect oh, something like Suicide Squad I to come out, but they could have actually made a good movie. And that will get into one of my favorite comments I've been hearing recently when they uh, interviewed David Ayer, and he said he made it for the fans and not for the critics. That is a BS response. When you make a bad movie, make a good movie if you want to make one for the fans, and also make it good for the critics. It's not that hard. Like I'm a fan. I read actually, these it is kind of hard. That's why so few of them happen. No, it's not because you well, Christopher Marvel's Nolan's doing movies. Great. Nolan's I said great. few, but Marvel, Marvel doing movies. It. Yeah, that's still very few on the grand scope of movies made. This is true. You have Harry Potter, you have Hunger Games, you have all. Ton- I think you have a ton of movies that do both good fans. I service. said grand total of movies made, John. You've got over 120 years to work with I think we're trying to with talk here. within genres, though, of, like, superhero genre, teen fiction. Well, I guess I, I don't want to defend teen fiction anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> just, and my other thing was, Zack Snyder said that Marvel's doing the Flavor of the Week movies. Isn't that what Suicide Squad is? Is it a flavor was, uh, of the week? It's a flavor what, uh, of a decade no, ago. No, it's a flavor of what he thinks people want, but it's Zack Snyder, so he doesn't know what they want. <laughs> DC, Warner Brothers, fire everybody at this point. Start over from scratch. Start over your universe at this point because nobody is going to care by the time the Justice League... They've invested so much. I know. Like, I I think they should finish the Justice League, see if it's better, and when it's not, then scrap it. This is the way to do it. Just do, like, a Crisis on Infinite Earths. Just do, like, a a little... That would... No... But just do something like that. Do, do something like, uh, this is like Earth 2. I say just Mr. release a, pre- just do a press release that says, hey, we, we, They will never Sorry. do that. Because of how much they've invested, how much they feel they need to compete with Disney and Marvel. I, I think if, if they said, hey, we messed up, and then we're going to try again, bear with us, I think people would be forgiving if they made a good movie. I'd be forgiving if they themselves removed, like, they removed themselves from the project and said, here's the people we're putting in charge. Like, Jeff Johns is now basically in charge of the Justice League movie, which is a good sign for me. But have him out there doing the press. Don't put David Ooh. Ayer or Zack Snyder there. Put these comic book people out who are doing the DC shows, who are doing the DC animated movies, have them be your talking Make heads. Mark Hamill your Joker. He got <laughs> thin for Star Wars. He could do it. Oh, hey, so interesting. They've see. got an they've got an old Batman. It could work with an old Joker. What if the Joker Two Squad is just young Joker, like Joker's son? And there's <laughs> no. no didn't you hear? It's Jason Todd. He has a J on his cheek. Uh, the J stands for Jason, not Joker. <laughs> what do you think of Harley Quinn killing Joker? Uh, Joker. Uh, Jason Todd, by the way. 
What? Uh, yeah, there's a little where they're going through like Harley's uh, rap sheet at the beginning. Like there's a. Uh, oh, I wasn't paying attention to those. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> thing that says she killed Robin. Or she's at least taking the credit for it. Maybe it was Joker who killed Robin. But. Sad. I hate the movie now. Okay. That's here, what we're here, here's a, <laughs> The fanboy comes out. Here's a question. How did you know it would work, John? If you could have picked a different director to do this movie, who would you have put on the helm besides David Ayer? I, 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 I have one in mind. I would have loved to <laughs> see that movie. That would have actually... I agree. It would have made fun. He could have made a great villains movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, most of his movies are just about villains anyway. He understands villains and how. Because he's so disturbed. He's good at writing dark movies. Yeah. And Suicide Squad is a very dark team. I really think Guy Ritchie. He could have done a good job. Could have done a great job in that PG thirteen mindset, which. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. I have a problem with that. They took a movie, Batman vs. Superman, that could have functioned, I think, even better as a PG-13 movie, and then they took Suicide Squad that would have functioned better as a rated R movie and made it PG-13. No, but the, the movie's so violent all the times, and just because you can't see it because of the way it's edited, it is a very violent movie. It well, and they, rated R. they took out the people and replaced them with monsters. So therefore, it's Which not gonna it it's not yeah, gonna be rated I, R because there's no there's very few human death. But the moment you put a sex scene in, it's rated R. God, I hate our I hate our rating system. Uh, Can we say too that the the villain was awful, was bad, and the CGI near the end was DC bad. Has a problem with bad. CGI I think because they blow the through their, their budgets movie. and then they get to the end and they're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> what was what was, her, no what was her point? Her point was she I, was mad that they weren't worshiping them anymore. So what was she going to do? Destroy us. Destroy technology. She was creating yeah. a machine to destroy all machines. Yeah. Which See, is and so dumb. And that felt so Zack Snydery to me. Like, I think there's a hey very guys, good reason why they this hit this is villain. So clever. Because if people would have known who the villain <laughs> is and was, people would be like, "That is the stupidest thing well, I've ever heard." In the, there's a reason she wasn't in the trailers. She, I mean, she was a little bit, but they hit her definitely. Well, I mean, they, not the enchantress. Like they put it front and center on the standee and the poster. Yeah, they they not definitely like the ending thing. No, for, not like that. For all she's the there for all the marketing, her, they did put her actual character way in the back. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think they were planning to go for like a oh big reveal Surprise! that you weren't expecting that one of the bad guys turned on the other bad guys. What else I don't say care. about this movie. I'm trying to find a good like a good Deadshot thing. and Harley Quinn. I. What was your problem with Deadshot, though? Because Will Smith... Nailed it. Nailed it. And he was... the He was Deadshot. He did a good job representing the character. He was the Downey Jr. of this movie. They needed to have someone to lead and be the one talking all the time, and he was it. Yeah, but that's why you get Will Smith. Yeah. He's charming. He is... Honestly, might be the perfect human being. (laughs) As a person? Oh God, no. like, he's but so talented. He hasn't won an Oscar yet. Though. He's so good at he's everything. He's very bitter about that, too. <laughs> no, nah, his wife's more bitter than he is. Oh, yes. I <laughs> His wife's way more bitter than he I is. I am well aware. Can, can we say that he's perfect, though, if he's produced Jaden Pickett-Smith? <laughs> oh, dear. Doesn't that taste okay. his record a bit? That was, him, it was, uh, that was him expelling the negatives from his body. <laughs> and, I, I mean... mean he, he's fine in the movie. It's just... I, I, I never thought he was charming... He's not like uh, Men in Black Will Smith at this point. 
But he was still charming. Yeah. I was. I wanted him. I was like, I hope Will Smith's the only one that lives at the end. They should. Yeah. They should have killed an actual member of the team. I well, think I mean, they kind of did. I think it, they should have waited. Um, <laughs> we won't talk about it. Yeah, I, I think I, that character could come back. Maybe the way that it ends, I, I think that they could. I also okay. My big problem with Enchantress is that in the comic books, she and June Moon have a very unique dichotomy, and in this, it was just they were like that character in the comics is such a fascinating character. I know, and they just didn't give a crap. Like these, that's it was. It was so weird because with Harley Quinn they made a good effort. With Harley Quinn and Deadshot, they made a good effort that's to make Harley them... Quinn is going to get people into that theater. Well, her butt is. <laughs> Damn. She. Yeah. I mean, her. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. No. There are every every con I go to, there are these ten and twelve year olds dressed up as Harley Quinn. If I see anyone dressed up like this Margot Robbie one, I'm going to be kind of disturbed. We did at the movie. They weren't twelve, were they? No. Oh, good. Because <laughs> no. if they were twelve, you'd probably be arrested for looking. Like. Yes. But, but, <laughs> I, I, I'm really if I see anyone in future cons like kids dressed up like that I'm going to question their parents and say what are you doing to these kids the I think 12 year olds okay. always show up in the red and the black Jester Harley and that's that's what they're supposed to be but I, I understand what you're saying and with the name recognition is going to get because, them to want to go see it yeah I mean Deadshot and Harley Quinn were the two biggest villains in the movie and they made that very obvious I mean, I, I told you that the, Will Smith was going to be so empathetic in this no, movie. No, but that's his character. That's the character. I know, but for me, I was just like, he's um, going to be the nicest I, bad guy Tyler, you can possibly imagine. Tyler, wait until they get to a... If they get a sequel, wait for the no, sequel, no, because no. if they're... If it does, and they follow the they follow his story like they so far have been in the comic books, something is going to happen to his character. And Rick Flagg, the nothing commander... Had, in the comic books, who's actually very good, had a literal panic attack when this happened to Deadshot because he lost all of his control over Deadshot when it happened. Well, I can tell you right now what it is. Just, and I, I, yep. I actually don't know, but I can tell you what it is just by... Uh, by knowing the movie. Yeah. Do, do you guys want a sequel? Honestly, do you want a sequel to this movie? With this mindset, same director, and no, same team coming same back. Director, no. No. Same director, heck no. Not different with the same director. Definitely. Different executive producer. <laughs> <laughs> I... I was like, I don't like Zack Snyder very much, but I don't hate him as much as I hate other directors and movie people. He's and becoming now, your George Lucas. So Lucas, is he? He's your no. Okay, he's George Lucas is my Lucas is George Lucas. Yeah. And Zack Snyder is fucking getting there. <laughs> he's getting close. I think Zack Snyder is more of a hack than Lucas. Oh, definitely. Like Zack. But oh. I love Star Wars more. Well. I, I was gonna say, I think you, I think you love Suicide Squad based on your your glowing love for it. Before, um, I when I heard the movie was coming out, I got I read the comic books. And there are great Suicide Squad comics, so go out there read the comics. Like if they, that's okay. I think we can all agree. All three of the movies this week have literally the best, some of the best source material ever. But two of them were executed poorly, and one of them was executed very well. I think that's going to be a good segue. Let's go over ratings here for Suicide Squad. I'll Skip. Rent. Rent. Tyler! Did I win you over? I've always been kind of close to the fence. I'll, I'll but I won you over, didn't I? Yeah, I won. Give this to my ego. 
it's here. If you. nobody <laughs> had ever heard of this movie, I would definitely say skip it. But it is so hyped and so controversial. I mean, I'd say you have to see it, but don't go pay money in theaters. This movie is one of the worst action movies I've ever seen. The characters are so all over the map. Skip it. I, I want to give it. Oh. A, I want to give it. A, I want to. Oh. I want to give it a let it burn. It's not burnable though. But it's not, it's, it's not, not that bad. bad. I mean, but didn't it, you get you gave Batman vs Superman a let it burn? No, I gave it Batman and, and uh, v, Batman v Superman. I, going back, I gave it a rent it. When I looked at my actual review, I said rent it because of seeing those characters on the big screen. All three of them: Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman was worth it. There's nothing in this movie that's worth it. This Joker is terrible. Harley Agreed. Quinn is fine. She's better than She's fine. good. She's good. But, but she's not... Harley Quinn and Deadshot are good. They make this movie see If they were as nice. bad as the other characters, then this then would, would be a, a let it burn. burn for me. Yeah. But it wouldn't even be a movie. It, <laughs> it wouldn't even have a structure to it. This it didn't have, have a structure. structure. It doesn't have a structure. It would have less okay, but of a not structure. I, I have one more thing to say about Deadshot's character. Was anyone else kind of disappointed that they showed his great skill with a gun at the beginning, and then at the end they kind of just fell away with it a little bit? That's the whole movie. That is the whole movie. They, they don't follow through but on anything. It's especially true with Deadshot's shooting abilities. The first scene, I was like, dang, that is so Deadshot. Um, once we again, don't get anything fun with that to follow up. You yeah. get, he and has he's also gun, a super he made, Will Smith. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem. I, I, I watched the Suicide Squad TV show verse. Like, uh, yeah, the Suicide Squad's been on Arrow. Oh, okay. And it's been fantastic there. And then I, I see this on a big scale, and I'm just incredibly angry that they killed off the Suicide Squad in the TV verse because they were making a movie. Yeah. Like, Warner Brothers, get your act together, otherwise you're just going to lose all of your fan base, and you're going to have nothing but booze on Hall H at Comic-Con when Justice League comes out. Bring Chris Nolan back. <laughs> Chris Nolan was a producer. I mean, he's still an executive producer on Justice League. That's just because... Just kick everybody else out and make him do it. <laughs> make make the Nolan brothers do it. <laughs> no, John, Jonathan's not coming back. He's done. He's, he's working on that Westworld thing. All right, uh, fine then. Chris Nolan, guilt your brother. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to The Killing Joke. So here is the trailer for Batman The Killing Joke. I want to talk. <laughs> been thinking about you and me, about how this is going to end, about who will end up killing who. Perhaps you'll kill me. Perhaps I'll kill you. You know that, don't you? As Batman hunts for the escaped Joker, the clown prince of crime attacks the Gordon family to prove a diabolical point mirroring his own fall into darkness. Except for the first half an hour. Yeah. Guys, this is what the Joker should be and what the Joker should always be. Forget- Mark Hamill well, is no, what he should well, be. Mark Hamill, yeah, but like, just this version of the Joker. Yeah. Get rid of the Jared Little gangster Joker, my God, and just make him... Oh, but Jack Nicholson did a decent job with the gangster Joker. Yeah, but that's not more com- comical. He's not, like, modern-day gangster. Jack Nicholson was a 1920s gangster. 
That's true. So, like, 1920s gangster, awesome. That's what the character was when he first appeared. No, he was closer to, Wasn't um, he? no, when he, his first appearance, he was just a straight up murdering psychopath. Well, he was also supposed to die in that issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I look, all right, um, Andy, you're familiar with the source material. Did everybody else take I haven't chance? had a chance to read it yet, but um, I really want to. I, before we start in on the movie, um, this is my favorite comic book. Ooh. And I've right. read a lot of comic books. I don't know if you've noticed based on the rest of this, but I've read a lot of comic books. He knows comics. Yeah, I mean, it's written by Alan Moore, so kind of you know it's You know it's good. Oh, it's controversial, I'll say. I'm not going to say good. But well done. Controversial, but well done. Did you know that this even is... This, even though he thinks this is one of his worst stories, yes. it's still done extremely well because it's Alan Moore. I'll agree with that. I mean, the, the, the source material is, what, 44 pages of that? Mm-hmm. It's this one-shot issue, and... Yeah, the beginning of this movie, what is up? Okay, do we want to... No spoilers for the first 45 minutes, because that's completely new material. Well, uh, technically. I'm not going to get into it. But. I think you can spo- I, I, th- I think we can spoil the, the, the latter half of this movie, because it's a comic that's it, been out since, like, 19... 35 years. Yeah, it's been out for a while. But, I mean, this is Bruce Tim coming back, who, I mean, Batman the don't, Animated TV show is one of the But best. don't don't expect Batman the Animated Series. But really? It's not that, that quality. I know, this movie could have just fit in that universe. Minus, like... It's not up to the quality, though. Are you talking about the animation style? Because mm-hmm. animation, for me, was a lot better than the, the killing... No, I, I'm talking about, in general, overall execution... Batman the Animated Series is regarded as one of the greatest animated series of all time, and this is not up to that quality. I feel like if this would have just told the killing joke, then I would say yes, it would. Agreed. So if we could just forget about the first half hour, which should have just been an episode of the TV show, basically. Or um, an accompanying piece to the movie. Yeah. Did did they tell the person doing the first half hour that it was going to be an R-rated movie? Because it really didn't (laughs) feel like it. Um, they, They weren't... They didn't care what the rating was. They were trying... Um, from what I've heard from Bruce Tam, Kevin Conroy, and Mark Hamill, they were making a movie, and they thought it would end up being rated R, but they weren't making a movie with it being rated R in mind. Through a couple so squares and it, it very well could have been rated PG-13, and they wouldn't have cared. They weren't trying to make a rated R movie. You would have so many Alan Moore fans incredibly angry. Yeah. Yeah, but they were just trying to tell the source material. If it ended up by some fluke getting a PG-13, they wouldn't have cared. They weren't trying to make a rated R movie. (laughs) I would have questioned our rating system yet again. Me too. It happens all the time. Okay, the first 30 minutes don't fit the movie. It's new material, and the purpose is to show... The importance of Batgirl, and it sort of, kind of does. Kind of, sort of, maybe. A little Ish. bit, kind of, if you squint at it real hard. Um, Put the earmuffs on a little and just kind of get the general tone that's coming at it's you. It's not executed properly. I'm just going to I have a problem with Batman sleeping with one of his students. It happened... But, but not like... It's happened. Not like this, where they're fighting, and then all of a sudden... He and Dick slept in the same bed for 40 years, John. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now the comics code was correct on everything that they were saying <laughs> because of this movie. All right. DC, we're bringing back the comics code. I don't know. I, I, I didn't care. I, I really didn't care for the first half of this movie. And when we saw it at the theater, because Megan and I saw it at the theater... The audience was laughing mm-hmm. when the, the, that scene had the Batman. The first time Batman. I saw it, I went, what? 
And that's bad. I mean, the, the rest of it's fine. Telling the parallel between what's his name, the the, the, the pretentious French. He's not really French. Oh, Fran- the, his name is France. His name is France. <laughs> Fran- uh, Paris France. Yes, that's right. He's French. <laughs> if you didn't guess. Pretentious. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, um, that's fine. Telling the tell parallel between that's going to be Barbara's Joker. That's fine. I mean, I didn't like. I mean, it's really hitting that in the hard. And um, having him good with computers is a good foreshadowing. If he's going to be her nemesis, is if they they were implying he was going to be her nemesis, having him good with computers is a good foreshadowing technique. I mean, that's they're never coming back to this. I, no, I, I don't get why they had that post credits scene there. Other than I just, I think it was just a nod to the fans. I mean, I love Oracle. I love Birds of Prey. But that, that's Babs has a ton of fans, and I think they were just going, hey, she's cool. I mean, from the source material, this is one of Barbara's worst moments, yet it makes her such a great character. Because in the comic, uh, I mean, the comic, she just shows up to get shot. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing she's there for, and it's such a terrible but use it, of that character. No, but it fits in. If it's in a comic book, you don't need to establish a character because but, it's already an established the, character. This was written as a one shot. It wasn't yep. written in but, continuity at the time when it came out. Yes, but it doesn't need to be in continuity for Alan Moore to expect people to know Barbara Gordon. People who are reading comic books know Barbara Gordon, so he doesn't need to. He can just have her show up to get shot. I totally understand your point, and I would agree in any other medium, but in comic books, especially in the 80s, people who were reading comic books read them faithfully and knew the characters. Let's, let's dial back into the movie <laughs> part of this. Tyler wants to participate. It is a movie. The first half is crappy. It doesn't fit. Second half is pretty good. Um, I've had that Let's Get Looney song stuck in my head for ages. I'm probably going to go crazy because it's stuck in my head. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mark Hamill as the Joker is perfection. He's my Joker. All right. Well, as a, as a movie for me, I I haven't read the graphic novel. I have seen some of the Batman anime TV show, but not you know a lot. And so for me, I, I, I went into this with high expectations, honestly, because they were saying it's the rated R movie and it has all these original voice cast members and it's the most esteemed graphic novel. And I went in expecting something. Unique, and I think what we got was just a little bit of a spin on the normal Batman animated TV show. Because I think in in the end, for me, I didn't feel it was that impactful in a movie form. The, the whole the whole story was interesting, not that impactful for something called the Killing Joke. I was really that's because funny? they muddled the end. What do you mean muddled the end? The end is the exact same as the comic. I, I personally just felt like at the no. end we had an um, interesting story, but it was the same Batman animation, which I thought they were going to go do something better and different with something. They, that's it, so it, 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 I, it does look better than the 1992. Well, it looks better, but like I was expecting like a huge. Step well, that's up this is Bruce that's, Tim's that's style. because it, Bruce Tim didn't he didn't draw it. But it's also if he, had, if he had drawn it, it would have looked like the 1990s Batman the Animated Series because can, that's how he draws. I can understand the style, but even just the amount of frames, like you can tell that the frames, the they amount were, of frames you have in like an action they were, scene, um, looks like the animated TV show and not like maybe a high. No, but they, they were they were trying to do it in a limited number of frames to make it feel like an Alan Moore um, graphic novel. They so failed. They're trying to be pretentious. They here. failed. Um, Alan Moore draws his graphic novels in a three-frame format so that every page is symmetrical until something big happens, and then he breaks that symmetry to make it more impactful for you. 
and they were trying to do that with this, but it didn't work. Well, there, there were some really impactful shots in the film, but they were not at all like the animation that was there for 90% of the runtime. What'd you guys and think? that was a letdown for me. What'd you think of the backstory? I, I liked how Mark Hamill has a completely different voice for the Joker in the backstory. No. Yeah, not, it's not completely it different, but it's different it enough. It's, it's just different can, enough that you can tell. I yeah, I I loved it. Mark Hamill has never had a bad performance. What what else can we, should we say? Um, I really want to talk about the ending, but you, you go ahead. Um, the my point about it being less impactful is in one thing that they changed, and I know why they changed it because now that the story's in the comic continuity, you can't have it being a questionable thing whether or not Batman killed the Joker. Batman put his hand on the Joker's shoulder instead of putting no, both no. of his hands right here on his chest. And I, I totally understand why they did it, but the last frame of the killing joke in the graphic novel is far more impactful because you're going The last frame well, is the uh, same the, the last frame is the same as the first frame of the comic, which is you looking at the water on the ground, which is saying that nothing has changed, which is going on like it's another day. I disagree with you on that Batman kills the Joker. I, the- I don't think he did, but it leaves you questioning whether or not he did. If you're telling me the first time you read that graphic novel, you weren't wondering a little bit. No, I, I, I thought, no, I, I never questioned it, because it's the Joker. You can't kill off. Yeah, but it was a one-shot. And, and it's Alan Moore. I mean, Alan Moore said he didn't intend to, he didn't... In intend. Alan Moore's actual script, he's not, Batman doesn't kill the Joker. Yeah, um, they fall over each other, laughter, neither of the men able to stand. I, th- I, th- I do what think, I, if, I think Matt, said, if Alan Moore would have written it that way, I think he'd have a lot more positive things to say about this, versus it's one of the worst things I've ever written. And honestly, I'd agree with him. The worst things ever written. Not the worst thing. There's some of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which is kind of bad. Yeah, but Alan Moore being one of the highest caliber comic anything, uh, it's on a lower level of his work, which is really saying something. It's a great adaptation for that second half, mm-hmm. minus your problem, which to me isn't a problem. It's not a problem. I, I just... Um, people who are watching this for the first time that don't know the original story are gonna go are, aren't going to have that single. Did Batman just murder the Joker? See, that's not that's not even what our audience thought. Our audience was just confused as to why it ended. Oh, like they, they, they were like, oh, why are they just laughing? Like at least that's the feeling I got, Megan, because yeah. they, they were all confused. They got up and laughed instead of staying to watch the bonus material. And we were in a nearly sold out theater too. Um. We did the second day of showings. Well, yeah, well, from people who I thought would have been so, like, pumped. They're reading the material. They got it. No, they just watched the animated cartoon show, and they wanted to come back. I, I mean, I don't see a problem with that. No, no, no that's fine, but uh, I... I know what you mean. If they're paying money to go see a, a you, Batman we, animated we, we movie in a theater... bucks yeah. to see this. <laughs> oh. On a Tuesday. Like, they didn't discount this at all, and it was... That's yeah. Um, I mean, it was... I heard tickets, so... I have been. I have watched a ton of uh, enough Kevin Conroy interviews to know when he's really proud of something they've done and when he's not as proud of something they've done. And I could tell he was not as happy about this as he has been with the Arkham games or with Batman. There's the not much for him or, to do. It's not a Batman story. No, but you can tell when he's disappointed with the overall end result. Ratings, uh, granted, I mean, uh, the, the last half of this movie is fantastic. It does tell the story of the killing joke, which unfortunately... Hey, did you see it? It's just a one-off here. But, yeah, I mean, if you like Mark Hamill's The Joker, this is your movie. 
He brings his A game to this role. It's definitely going to be his last time here because... He says that every time. They're going to bring him another script, and he's going to go, oh, man, this is super good, and he's going to do it. I don't think he's going to. I think he's had, has enough title for Star Wars. He's made enough money for the last of a lifetime at this point. It's not, I don't think... He made enough money with the original trilogy. No, 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 he know. didn't ever have to do anything again. I don't think. I don't think he's doing the Joker for the money. I think he's doing it because he loves. He's actually a comic fan. And he loves the character. But when you, because we saw the, some bonus features, you're watching him do that performance, and he's really animated doing it. But you can tell it's taking a toll on him to get those registers in his voice. Yeah, I mean, like, watching him do that laugh, I feel bad for him because he looks in pain. At this point in his life, after doing it for so long, I mean, he's got to be... I'm, I, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he was a smoker in the 80s. Uh, probably. probably. I'm assuming because he probably did coke, too, because it was the 80s. Because but... <laughs> everybody did. All right, uh, Tyler, rating. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming because he was around Carrie Fisher. Kind of torn between <laughs> skip it and rent it. I will probably give it a rented, but I would probably advise, because I'm going to, is just to read the graphic novel. Because I think that would be a better. But then you don't get to hear Mark Hamill sing. Yeah, it's really good. Well, then Mark, we can look that up on YouTube. Mark you know, in a week when Tyler, on YouTube. Mark Hamill's part was good. Yeah. Are Are you going to argue that? As, as your average person, do you want to watch this or will you enjoy it? I'm not I'll sure skip, if you will. I'll skip the first thirty-five minutes. <laughs> but you can't do that. You can't say so I'm going to skip half of the movie. Yeah, but I I'll, I'll s- settle at a low <laughs> rented and move on to Andy. Um, I'm going to give it a rented as well. It would be a see it if not for the first 35 minutes, but because of the first 35 minutes of the film, it's a rented. Then, then it'd be a short film. Well, actually, yeah. could you have made this a suppression of the, the TV show? No. If you somehow took out the fact that Joker raped Barbara and shot Barbara. Well, wasn't it implied here that he raped yeah. Barbara? Okay, it was. Oh, definitely. Did you get that, Tyler? Yeah. Okay, good. I wanted to... Make it sure. was because it, it, it was a little yeah. bit of a question here. I think because they have the whole prostitute angle, it's mm-hmm. up a little bit more. And I, I want to, I want to know what Alan Moore thinks of the movie. Uh, he's never going to watch it. Uh, well, he'll never watch it, and even if he did, he'd never comment on it because Alan Moore's a prick. I but. feel like he's probably watched Watchmen finally, but he's never going to talk about. He it. He didn't like it, from what I think. Mean, yeah, I. So he's not going to like it. He hates everything that comes out. Top five uh, villains. Wait, did you give it a rating? Uh, I give it a rent it. Same yeah. reasons, I don't Renting it. It's a mediocre movie at best. Yep. But go watch Wait. Mark Hamill sing. Yeah. Watch, watch Mark Hamill sing. Special features. Watch that's Mark Hamill more, sing. Watch impressive. his One Bad Day speech and watch his memory speech. Those are the best, those are the highlights of the movie. Yep. The last half of the movie. Yep. <laughs> All right, top five top of the week. Five, uh, top five movie villains, or just top five villains, whichever you guys did.
pretty easy for me. I loved it. Uh, it was easy to come up yeah. with villains. Cause I, I enjoyed making this list, even though it took me less than eight minutes. <laughs> yep. Um, it took me longer than eight minutes, but my computer... I, I know because we, I did it on the way here. <laughs> I'm a big fan of villains. Um, I'll talk some more about my stories when I go, but... Uh, Okay. Does anybody want to start or should I go? You start. You go start for num- it. Number five, Norman Bates from Psycho, 1960 Psycho. Uh, Anthony Perkins, fantastic in that role. Uh, as well, both, I guess, as mother and as uh, Norman. <laughs> uh, great movie, great performance. That last shot of him just kind of creepily staring into the camera, but just, I, I don't know. I, it, great last shot, great performance. Even in Psycho 2, he's the best part of that movie. Norman Bates from the original cycle, 1960s. Um, who wants to go? Tyler. Uh, my number five is Death from the Seventh Seal. Um, it's one of those roles that has been popular in literature and has be- begun to become more popular in film. It's kind of personifying death, and it's the the whole you know playing chess with death as the Grim Reaper is incredibly iconic, and I have to give that as my number five. My number five is Jack Nicholson as Jack Torrance in The Shining. When I saw that movie at first, the first part, Jack Nicholson is uh, very mediocre, and I feel like that's how he's supposed to be played, and then his character progression throughout the entire film is just phenomenal. Love it. So good. So good. Definitely. Definitely deserves to be in a top five. Uh, My number five is Claude Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. (laughs) From which version? Um, actually, the book. That doesn't count. <laughs> Which movie version? Um, probably the Disney version. Yes! <laughs> I like his song. Oh, the Hellfire song's yeah. fantastic. It's so good. It, it, was, it had scared me as a kid. He was one of the few Disney villains that actually frightened me. It's because he's a creepy pedophile. Creepy, I don't know. He's not a pedophile in the Disney version, he's just a pedophile in the book. He's pretty close in the Disney version, but... He's a disney vibe version of a pedophile. Yeah. Um, his, uh, his manipulation of Quasimodo is horrible and amazing and impressive all at the same time. And he has... His redeeming qualities make him worse. <laughs> My number five is uh, the T-1000 from Terminator 2. I mean, he's got a blade for a hand whenever he wants one. The the morphing just... It was uh, creepy and scary and wonderful all at the same time. And yet you don't like the ride. I don't remember <laughs> going on the ride. Let's see if it works. I'm with you, Megan. I don't think no, I the rest, did. No, the ride's pretty bad. I don't but... think I did. I think that was the day I was sick with no, sun poisoning. No, you were next to me. You were next to me. <laughs> I was still sick with sun poisoning for that whole half of okay. the trip. I anyway. don't remember a good chunk of it. My number four is he who must, must not be named, Lloyd Voldemort. For, um, named him. Yeah, I did name him. From uh, the yeah. Harry Potter series. Uh, at this point, I'm going with Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Um... He, he comes back. He kills Cedric. Okay. I'm upset. We wouldn't have Harry Potter and the Cursed <laughs> Child without this. Which might be a good thing. I didn't read that, actually. Yeah, no, I've, no, heard, no, no, I've no. heard not good things. I'm torn. I'm really torn. I've heard it had potential. It'd be really cool to see on stage. That's where I'll leave it. Okay, moving on. Tyler. Tyler. Uh, my 
Oh, my number four is Dr. Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> uh, probably one of the most iconic movie villains, and also one of the most lovable movie villains. Kind of hard to make a, you know, a killer cannibal likable, but Silence of the Lambs does it and very well, thanks to Sir Anthony Hopkins. Uh, my number four is Hades from the Hercules <laughs> movies, voiced by James Woods. Uh, that's one of my favorite animated movies growing up, and Hades, while he is the villain, he's very likable, and his two little henchmen <laughs> are both extremely funny, and it's just a good movie villain growing up. Is that why you got so buff, is because you watched Hercules so much as a kid? And yeah. I didn't watch Hercules as a kid? <laughs> maybe, 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 Nick was trying to go from zero to hero. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> Um, my number four is um, Syndrome from Pixar. From Pixar's um, Incredibles. Oh, I forgot about him. He is the, so good. He is the best Pixar villain because he's an actual villain. <laughs> yes. He's the only real villain, so he's the best by default. And it's a great, a perfectly executed backstory, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. Which and he has DC take note. I feel bad for him because he has daddy issues. He just wants someone to love just him. Wants love, yeah. mm-hmm. don't they all? <laughs> the Joker doesn't. Well, where's Harley? So apparently he does. No, but he doesn't actually care about her in the real material. The Joker's not her daddy. <laughs> oh, he it's is. Her, it's her pudding. <laughs> oh, no. He's her daddy. Oh, God. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry, Dex Mom. <laughs> All right, my number four is Bruce the Shark from Jaws. Um, you don't see the villain in this movie until the last minute and a half. Right, right, right. No. Not in not in good detail. You see bits of him. I, you see I just him said in good detail. On the, the <laughs> guy in the boat, which is so canoe boat guy. Yeah, canoe boat guy. <laughs> you know, so, there's a lot of boats and there's a lot of people. You never know which one's gonna die, people. If you haven't seen the movie now. Point being, Bruce the shark. Moving on. Is there gonna be some overlap here, Jonathan? No, I can't. Jaws is my number one uh, favorite film of all time, so I can't have that. It's not allowed. So you forced Megan to add it to her list. No. (laughs) No. Uh, My number three is uh, Darth Vader. I mean, this is this is where my story is gonna be. Uh, When I first saw Star always easy choice. Oh yeah. Shut up, Tyler. Shut up, Tyler. My number three. When I first saw Star Wars when I was five, I didn't care about Obi-Wan Kenobi, I didn't care about Luke Skywalker, I cared about Darth Vader. That's because the movie's about him. Yeah. Well, the original trilogy, yeah, is about well, the original saga. All six are about him. But you have seven now. Still kind of about him. <laughs> True. Uh, he makes a cameo appearance. You can make, it, you can make an argument. Yes. <laughs> kind of, sort of. legacy... But uh, I dressed up as Darth Vader when I was five years old for Halloween, and I had a lightsaber, and I hit people with it. And <laughs> best thing ever. Okay. That's my little story. Number three. Did, did they collapse into a pile of clothing? No, so I think, I think that's why I kept hitting them more. Oh, I see. Uh, my Didn't number work. three is uh, Bill from Kill Bill. Uh, Tarantino named a movie after the villain, essentially, and trying to kill said villain. And he is also one of those really likable, interesting villains. And the spin on the end of Kill Bill Volume 2 just adds a huge amount of depth to this film. And I love 
Bill as a villain in Kill Bill. Mind what, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on. Sorry, Nick. What, what, is, what movie is he from? Uh, Kill, Kill Bill. Uh, kill it's the movie that Bill the, the Bill is in. Kill Phil? No, it's, it's, it's Bill with the <laughs> Bill with the B. With B. Oh, okay. Yes. I got it now. Yes. B I, as I in it. Bill. I got it now. <laughs> you got it? Phil Bill. There's, t- it. there's two. <laughs> Go ahead, anyway, Nick. My number three is uh, Hans Gruber from uh, Die Hard. Uh, rest in peace, Alan Rickman. Um... But the Die Hard movies, uh, the, I'm pretty sure the Die Hard was maybe my first rated R movie. Uh, so it holds a soft spot in my heart, uh, along with this villain. Um, but yeah, he was a classy looking dude. He was intimidating. He sounded awesome. And a great conclusion. A great finale. Gotta do it. My number three is Magneto. The... From which one? Uh, I'm gonna go with all of them. So no. Ian McKellen or Michael Fassbender? Both. <sighs> One's better than the other. You can't do Fassbender that is better. But, there you go. But Ian McKellen is my favorite person out of the two. Um, he has one of the most interesting backstories of any villain. Um, he's one of the most relatable, and in a certain way, he is correct. The mutants are better than regular humans in almost every conceivable way. True. Yeah, so he's not wrong. He's just. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even say that. But uh, I have Lord Voldemort as my number three. It was one of the first. Which movie? I'm uh, not choosing one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, it's I, one of the I, first fully fleshed characters that I had ever, or villains that I ever read, and then seeing that portrayed on screen. Um, Adequately and actually very well, um, just keeps it up there as one of the best villains. My number two probably caused Magneto to go crazy. Hans Landa <laughs> from uh, Glorious Bastards, played by Christoph Waltz. Uh, such a charming, despicable human being, but. Likeable Nazi. <laughs> I'm not gonna say he's a likeable Nazi. That's what you just said. It was it was a film <laughs> challenge for Tarantino to make. You uh, you just said that in many words. <laughs> um, now I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Hans Landa, number two. Uh, my number two is Anton Chigurh from No Country for Old Men. Um, they describe at one point in this film as the, the bubonic plague, and he is also another one of those characters that is essentially death personified. And he is just fascinating to watch. Uh, Javier Bardem did an excellent job in this role in the Coen Brothers' darkest film to date, and also one of their best. My number two is not from a movie, but from a TV series, uh, Moriarty, mm-hmm. from uh, the most recent Sherlock series. I mean, technically he's in a movie. He's in a lot it's, of movies. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, specifically the TV shows. Uh, I think it's the best version of Moriarty. Um, he is he's evil he's a genius he matches wits with Sherlock um, and his portrayal is just so fantastic give Sherlock a watch on Netflix if you haven't seen it you meant to say Rad again from the great mouse detective I did not (laughs) (laughs) my number two is Count Fernand Montague from the Count of Monte Cristo um, I guess if I have to go with the movie version, I'll pick the uh, the black and white, the original film. 
um, because no, it was bad. It's bad, and he was bad. Um, But Fernand Mondeyu is both completely unrelatable and completely relatable at the same time, because he betrays someone who trusts him, but he does it because he's in love with someone. Um, It's a twisted kind of love, more bordering on obsession, but you can kind of understand where he's coming from, and he at times seems to care about his family, and at other times seems to only care about himself, so he's a very difficult villain to figure out, and I love him for that. My number two is Hannibal Lecter, for all of the reasons previously stated. (laughs) From Sounds of the Lambs? Yes. Okay. No way, man. From the Red Dragon. I like Red Dragon. I like Red Dragon. I do too. I do too. I don't like I don't like the Han- just Hannibal by Ridley Scott. That's some problems. Uh, number one, the Joker uh, from uh, the Dark Knight. I knew it. Uh, oh no. <laughs> I'm I'm sensing a slight trend going around the table here. Heath Ledger, fantastic performance. The best. Movie Joker, uh, possibly the best Joker. It's up for debate. Uh, definitely more sadistic Joker than Mark Hamill could ever be. But I uh, just like I was watching clips of it uh, while I was making my list, and I I would be terrified if I was in a room with the Joker because you don't know what he's going to do next, and the mind games that he's going to play with you is just going to drive you just as crazy as he is. So Joker's number one. All right, I think I went way off from where everyone else is for the, my number one. But uh, technically the protagonist and the main villain, but it's Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. Uh, one of the Wait, most... you're telling me the Joker isn't even in your top five? He's an honorable mention. Wow. <sighs> I haven't watched the movie in a while, so shush. I don't think we can be friends. Shush, <laughs> shush. But no, for me, There Will Be Blood is one of Paul Thomas Anderson's finest works and also one of the best films ever made. And the under, like the underbelly of villainy that is hidden throughout this movie, is so immense, and it reflects so much of American history in a way. And you do get those last couple moments where you do get almost a visual personification of the villainy that is Daniel Plainview just in the closing of the movie. And he is my number one for favorite movie villain. Anti-hero. Uh, I don't know if I go hero in there. Anti. Nick, I wonder what yours is. Tyler, I'm just crushed. <laughs> just I'm I'm deeply saddened. Just all your um, fault that we don't on. have five for move five here. Wait, you picked it if everyone else picked it as well? I, yeah. yeah. Yep. It is ruined. Of course. Oh, wait, no, I, I didn't. Thought Dark Knight was going in some sort of pantheon for our film, so I wasn't going to But the Joker's the Joker. not in it. It was for you guys. It wasn't for me. I didn't. I haven't been. Well, it wasn't even in my list, but I was like, everyone's picking this on my list. He's been talking about it. So I'm like, I'm going to remove it from the equation, and so that's why I. We, we removed the film. We did not remove the character. The Joker, Heath Ledger, number one. It should be everybody's number one because he's freaking fantastic. Freaking fantastic. <sighs> now you're just I being rude. You. I know. <laughs> you're being, I'm just trying to and you're being you. hurtful. And I don't know. <laughs> but it's fantastic. And I, I could rant about him for hours, but I'm not. He's we'll, do, we'll do a Joker episode later. He's <laughs> my number one. I'd be on board for that. Uh, my, my number one's not the Joker, actually. 
It's King Koopa from the 1990s Super Mario Bros. movie. He wasn't in your top five either? <laughs> no, he's the, the Joker's actually my number one. <laughs> I was going to say, you big kid. <laughs> Dang it, Andy! <laughs> I just wanted to see John's face when I said it. Um, um, I mean, you could have said that whatever the bad guy was in Howard the Duck, and I still would probably have the same reaction. What are you on? <laughs> I don't even remember who the back is. No, I'm not even going to talk about the Joker because I have before, and he's my fa- not my favorite movie villain, my favorite villain in any medium ever. Yes. Yeah. Um, not not Heath Ledger's Joker, just the Joker as a whole. All iterations. Not all of them. <laughs> not Cesar Romero apparently, <laughs> and not Jared Leto, <laughs> and. <laughs> But you said all of them, Mandy. No, I said all Incoming of them. Incoming message. Oh. See, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to get Suicide Squad-like pieces, and I'm going to create The Dark Knight with Jared Leto <laughs> Joker and have Mickey watch it. Using the magic of film editing. I'll cry and poop my pants. I know, and I want to watch that. I don't. <laughs> Megan? Uh, the Joker from The Dark Knight, clearly. Um, you guys are so unoriginal. Tyler, you loser. Yes. You can't, you can't knock it when it's the best thing that's out there. I mean, I know you were thinking of, you know, just ex- excluding him because it's been mentioned so many times. But really, it's one of the best performances I've seen from anybody ever. Oh, yeah. It just um, makes you so much just sad that he thought she was gone. Yeah, because of that role. Yeah, that role. So. Yeah, Jared, that don't go that far. Don't wish it upon him. I do. <laughs> I still want to see really. more movies from Jared Leto. Not really. Still- Jared Leto, please don't. I was kidding. I, you were, you. Uh, I love you. Except in this, you- come on the show. <laughs> yeah, do it. If you come on the show, Tyler will give you a kiss on the face. I didn't promise <laughs> that. I didn't say on the lips, Tyler. Just somewhere on his face. He looks. Whoa, he's pretty enough to be a girl. Enough. You'll do it. Just go for the chat. <laughs> Tiffany, Tyler has to kiss Jared Leto if he comes on the show. She smiled, anyway. so this is a yes. <laughs> okay. She smiled. All right, uh, next week's show, we are going to be reviewing uh, Sausage Party, Florence Foster Jenkins, and Pete's Dragon. Woo! Anybody excited for any of these movies? Yeah. No. Pete's Dragon, yes. Sausage Party, maybe. Sausage Party, definitely. Are, are we going to be recording all here? Are you guys going to be gone by then? We'll, or be once? Reco- well that's going to be our last recording. So next week will be our final... <sighs> Shared recording until uh, probably Star Wars Rogue One. Okay, uh, if you have any qu- comments, concerns, email them to filmologyshow at gmail.com. Check out our Facebook page, which is Filmology Show. Check out our website, filmologyshow.com. There's also a comment section there where you can tell us. Tell how- us your favorite villain. How wrong Tell us why Tyler's wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, go ahead, please. Itemize it by everything about his personality. <laughs> And if you guys did I like, welcome the challenge. If you guys did like Suicide Squad, I know there are people out there. Please tell Scott. us, Eva. Please tell us why you like this movie. There are dozens of us. And dozens. <laughs> and do it in a way that's not DC fanboy. So tell us actual reasons why. Not oh, so I'm out. <laughs> There's a difference between being a fanboy about something and actually liking something. I, I like Spider-Man 3, because I'm a fanboy. I'll defend that movie. 
It's a bad movie. But okay. I, but I can, okay, we're on the same page. All right, so... Uh, Right, so. Goodbye, guys. Yay! This has been. Phenology. I'm not the only one getting bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your weekend, phone guys. Bye. Have a good Bye. One. Yeah.